0: this is finally free a podcast for those sick of battling their bodies sick of fearing food and the number on the scale sick of punishing exercise on the pursuit of diet culture's version of health and wellness i'm alana Vandersloos, a certified intuitive eating counselor eating disorder survivor and the founder of freedom with food and fitness where i offer group coaching for women who are ready to heal their relationship with food in their bodies and become their healthiest happiest most confident selves without ever having to go on another diet on this podcast you will hear me answer your biggest questions around how to become a successful intuitive eater you'll hear inspiring stories of other women on their food freedom journeys those who are recovering those who are recovered and those who are helping others to do the same i'll teach you how to quiet that incessant voice in your head telling you you're not enough how to find peace and satisfaction with food again how to embrace the one and only body you have with fitness you enjoy so you can move through this world with confidence. Are you ready to be finally free? Before we get started, I wanna remind you of everything I have to offer with Freedom With Food and Fitness. First, I offer group coaching. My coaching program is called defy the diet and it blends intuitive eating principles and mindset work in a hybrid format that blends group and private coaching to give my clients amazing results in just 10 weeks. That's 70 days to a new, you a guilt-free relationship with food and a transformation in your health. My client Danny had this to say about defy the diet and me as a coach, this program has completely changed my life. When I started the program, I hated my body. I didn't trust myself around food. I was constantly searching for the next diet that would satisfy my need for a smaller body, and it never did. I was miserable, and through the mindset changes and work I put into the program, along with the amazing support of my group and Alana, today, I am mindful with food, life, and I look at everything differently. I love my body. I allow all foods. I do not restrict. I've learned to cope with my emotions in a healthy way where I do not rely on food. I can finally put time back into my life, into what makes me happy. I've learned to listen to my body fully and I've never been more in tune with myself. I am forever grateful for everything Alana has taught me. Ah, Thank you, Danny, for that wonderful testimonial. If you're someone who wants true mental and physical health without restriction and obsession, if you want to stop overeating, find consistency in nutrition, movement, and self-care, and take the guilt out of wellness, this program is for you. I also try to make this program as accessible to everyone as possible by offering several different packaging options and price points, and I also offer weekly payment plans. You deserve to make yourself and your health a priority, and I make it as easy as possible. Enrollment is currently closed, but if you want to be the first to know when doors open again for our next life-changing round of coaching, go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com slash waitlist. That's freedomwithfoodandfitness.com slash waitlist. I cannot wait to see you inside. And last but not least, I have to tell you about my debut book, which will be released in stores and online on November 14th. The book, freedom with food and fitness how intuitive eating is the key to your happiest healthiest self is filled with personal stories science-backed research and easy tools to apply to your life today my hope is that my advice and my story will inspire you to adopt a more mindful and intuitive approach to food and fitness throughout the book you'll be guided through two life-changing mindset shifts part one finding food freedom by rejecting diets learning about intuitive eating and trusting your body. Part two, reclaiming your love for exercise by incorporating joyful movement into your routine as a form of self-care and letting go of the perfect body myth. I put my heart and soul into this book so that women around the world, including you, can be heard and seen if they've ever been made to feel like there are not enough in their body, if they've ever felt unsafe or unloved because of their body and frustrated at the seemingly endless rat race to change it. If this is you, I encourage you to pre order the book before November 14th. Not only is it super helpful in terms of letting the Amazon algorithm know this is an important book with an important message, you will also get a $250 bonus gift from me. That's $150 off any Defy the Diet coaching package and the Defy the Diet Workbook, an eye opening 40 plus page workbook valued at $100, absolutely free just for pre ordering the book. Once you pre-order the book off Amazon, go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com slash pre-order to claim your $250 worth of free goodies as a thank you. So remember, if you want a $250 bonus gift to help you on your journey to food freedom and health without obsession, pre-order Freedom with Food and Fitness on Amazon before November 14th, then go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com slash pre-order. And if you want to take it up a notch and join the street team, which is an exclusive opportunity to help me promote the book, you can earn a whopping $450 worth of free goodies, including Q&A sessions and coaching with me. If you're interested in the street team, go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com slash street team to learn more. That's freedomwithfoodandfitness.com slash street team. You guys, I'm super excited to talk about this topic today because it is one that was probably the hardest in my eating disorder recovery journey. It wasn't getting rid of counting calories. It wasn't not stepping on the scale. It was definitely the body image portion of it. It was looking in the mirror and being okay with how my body was changing and not actively trying to manipulate it or change it anymore through weight uh, and through how I was nourishing my body. So this is a topic that one of my Instagram followers asked that I go over. And so this entire episode is going to be dedicated to the ins and outs of body image. So I want to start with a definition. I think definitions can really ground us in what we're talking about so that everybody's kind of on the same page. And the term body image can be somewhat misleading. Body image is defined as a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of their body's abilities or qualities. So it's, you know, when we think of body image, we think, oh, it must have something to do with how my actual physical body looks. But according to the definition, body image is a feeling, and it's a feeling of self-assuredness. And I talk a lot about, you know, CTFO, chill the fuck out, circumstance, thought, feeling, and and outcome. And our feeling that we need here is self-assurance. So, and I'm going to dig into this in a little bit, but so basically the, the crux of a strong body image and a healthy body image has to do with a feeling of self-assuredness so the question really becomes what thoughts do we need to have to create that feeling of self-assuredness and that definition of body image comes directly from the definition of confidence and the definition definition of confidence is the feeling of self-assuredness arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities so really all body image is it's confidence, according to the, the definition of confidence, confidence in the body. So, uh, body image is a feeling of self assuredness uh, 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 arising from the appreciation of one's body. And then, more broadly, confidence is the feeling of self assuredness arising from appreciation of one's general abilities and qualities. But it, it, again, it's worth saying that body image and confidence, neither of those things are built of our actual physical appearance, our weight, our size. But again, as the definitions suggest, they are created through feelings, which are generated through a series of thoughts. So the first thing that we have to do here, cause you're probably calling bullshit. You're probably saying, you know, it's objective that when I look in the mirror, I hate what I see. So how could I possibly have good body image? I clearly need to lose weight or whatever the case may be, right? Losing weight in and of itself is not going to improve your body image. Losing weight doesn't improve body image because inherently diets are designed to fail. And that is okay for the diet industry. They have purposefully made diets that way. And it's okay for them to do so because they still make $3.8 billion per year. So they don't care if we fail over and over. Because they have set themselves up to be the experts and the key to our improved body image and have made it seem like we are not to be trusted with taking care of our own bodies. So we will keep going back to them over and over and over again, giving them money over and over and over again, because that is what we've been hardwired our entire lives to believe. And if you don't believe that you know diets fail or they're designed to fail, A, Look at your own experience with dieting. Have you found a diet that's worked for you long-term? If you're listening to this podcast, the answer is probably no. And you've probably thought that it's you. You've probably blamed yourself the entire time when the diets fail because, you know, look at the marketing, look at the advertising, look at these after photos. Other people apparently are getting these results. Why aren't I? So you blame yourself. But studies show that 80% of diets fail. And most regain the weight back within one to five years. And what they gain back in weight is typically fat. It's not even muscle. So, you know, it's not just you and it's not that everybody is broken. It's that diets are designed to fail. They are effective In the short term but they're not effective in the long term so any weight loss studies that you see they typically don't track participants past the five year mark after the diet and the reason they do this is because most people gain the weight back within one to five years so if they were to track past five years they would see in the results that the diets don't work and they don't want to be publishing results like that because that just hurts them so you know and, and it makes sense right? A diet works in the short term because you're you're eating and you're moving your body in a way that is not sustainable for the long term. So therefore, diets are not sustainable in the long term. You would theoretically have to be on a diet for the rest of your life to maintain whatever results you got on that diet. And for most of us, that's just not realistic. Okay? So... And i've said this a million times so you're probably thinking alana you're like a broken record but like diets don't work every diet i've ever been on it never worked or it worked but i was like a a psychopath on that diet and became super obsessive and restrictive and anxious about my weight and maintaining it and it just it wasn't worth it in the end so speaking of which physical issues aside dieting harms body image on a psychological level And again, body image is created through thoughts, so it only stands to reason that that dieting harms body image on a psychological level, on a mental level. It creates a narrative in our brain that we can't trust ourselves to know how to nourish and move our bodies healthfully and that we have to rely on external programs or quote-unquote experts. So our notion of body image becomes conditional on what someone else thinks or what somebody else believes about our bodies and what they should look like and what we should be doing with them. So the trust that we have in ourselves erodes. So our self-image, our self-confidence, our body image also erodes. On the other hand, though, Several studies on intuitive eating show that it's been associated with less disordered eating, a more positive body image, greater emotional functioning, and a number of other psychosocial correlates that have been examined less extensively. So, you know, overall, on a psychological level, intuitive eating has been very helpful for a lot of people in terms of body image. And that's because you are rebuilding the trust that you used to have as a child, or most of us did, with your body. Um, There's another study that showed that intuitive eaters, quote, demonstrated improvements in body image, including reduced weight concerns and increased perceived sexual attractiveness. So even though some people gain weight in an intuitive eating journey, the studies are still showing that people found themselves to be more attractive and had more positive body image and better emotional coping skills. So it's again, it's, this is just all to kind of support the idea that body image isn't created through the body and how the body looks or how much it weighs. It's created through your thoughts and feelings about your body and the trust that you foster with your body through intuitive eating. And science aside, because you know, we can we can look at numbers, but you know, they don't they don't make us feel something to our core, science. Like that helps us deal with the, the logical argument of this, but science aside, you know, speaking from personal experience, as I said before, diets never worked for me. They would only leave me feeling famished, exhausted, obsessed, stressed, and at my lowest weight, I was always anxious that now that I'd reached the goal weight, I would have to keep eating that way, which was a way that I hated, in order to upkeep my appearance. I would have to keep feeling weak and lightheaded and irritable and constantly thinking about food because I wasn't eating enough in order to maintain this weight. And eventually it became not worth it. Um, and even so, my appearance was never exactly what I wanted it to be. It was never perfect, quote unquote, right? At my lowest weight, I still was self-conscious during intimacy. I was still self-conscious taking photos in a bikini. I was still wondering what other people thought of my body. I wasn't confident at all. So- I'm here to tell you from personal experience, I've been to hell and back. (laughs) Being skinny doesn't create confidence. You might think it does because that's what you see in popular media. You see smiling pictures of people with perfect bodies and you associate the happiness with the thinness, but that's not the case at all. In fact, my, and this is not for every, this is not, you know, a blanket statement for everybody, but in my personal experience, the pursuance of thinness actually created the opposite effect of being happy. It created, Distrust with myself, it created irritableness and um, a disconnection from being present minded, not only with myself, but the people around me. It did not create anything worth keeping. Um, the, The number on the scale was not worth the price that I paid for it. And wanting a thinner body or a smaller number on the scale, and again, I've said this before as well, comes down to four psychological needs. For A, safety, B, acceptance, C, love, D, validation, or one, two, three, four. One, safety, two, acceptance, three, love, four, validation. I call that salve, S A L V, like a salve you would put on a wound. It makes it easier to remember that safety, acceptance, love, and validation. Are the things that we are looking for, are the voids we are looking to fill when we go on a diet when we think we need a smaller body in order to feel attractive or worthy or whatever it is. You you want to feel emotionally and physically safe in your body. You want to feel accepted um, and that your body is accepted and you want to accept your body. You want to love yourself and you want to be loved by others, whether that's romantically or plat- platonically. You want validation that you're worthy. And many times we think that, you know, an increase in body image or in self-confidence is going to come from validation from an attractive partner, or we think body image and self-confidence is going to come from reaching a goal weight or looking, quote unquote, better than other people or being thinner or being toned or having more friends or having a better job or having more money. We think that all these external things Are going to be the things that make us happy because it looks like from the outside in our capitalist society that those are the things that are going to make us happy. And listen, I was in this boat too for a very long time, until my 30s, quite honestly. It wasn't until I started noticing that I was achieving all these amazing things in my life. You know, I was only happy and proud of them for a short time before I moved on to the next goal. And once I saw that, like I was getting a book deal, a TEDx talk, I made my, you know, I had my first 100K month in my side business, like things were going really, really well. And I was happy for like a second before I was like, okay, on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. It was like, what was I searching for? What was I hoping for? I think I was hoping for happiness and contentment and worthiness, but I was never finding it, even with these things that are like amazing. Like, not that not that not that I think I'm so amazing, but like anybody who who does those things has worked very hard and deserves, you know, to feel proud of those things, but they weren't enough for me. And I realized that nothing was going to be enough for me. Nothing outside of myself was ever going to be enough for me to say I am worthy. I had to just make the conscious decision to say I am worthy no matter what. I had to realize that although these accomplishments showed me what I was capable of, they didn't make me any more worthy than I had than I had been before them. The same way meeting all my goal weights that I made for myself never made me feel any better about my body. It was an inside job. And again, that's in direct opposition to what capitalist society tells us. But I'm here to tell you from personal experience none of those things, including a goal, weight, shape, or size, is going to make you feel any more worthy. So, what will actually create better body image? I'll be honest if you would have told me that I would feel my strongest, healthiest, sexiest, most confident in this body that I have right now, which happens to be my largest body, except for when I was pregnant, I would have thought you were crazy. I would have thought that the idea of my mindset, creating my body image, was woo-woo nonsense. (laughs) But I've become very woo-woo. But I'm telling you, it's not woo-woo. It's not nonsense. I've come to find that there are four major aspects of creating body image that's not contingent on weight, shape, size, or a lack of imperfections like stretch marks or cellulite. And the first one, the first major aspect of creating body image That is strong and resilient is body trust and this is created expressly through the philosophy of intuitive eating and a subset of intuitive eating known as interceptive awareness the more we can be aware of our body's cues the more we can understand its needs and perhaps this is importantly when something has gone wrong and needs attention with our body body trust creates a relationship with our bodies very similarly to how trust has to be cultivated with other people in order to create meaningful relationships. Like we forget that our relationship with ourselves has to be cultivated in the exact same way we cultivate relationships with others. Time, trust, uh, uh, compassion, respect. We can learn to trust our bodies to tell us when, how much, and what to eat without relying on external rules of diet culture, but we have to take that leap of faith first. The second way to create some amazing body confidence and self-esteem is intention-setting. We go through our day so busy and rushed that most often we're reactive to what's happening to us instead of being proactive. Like we max out at work all day without stopping for a break, without doing some deep breathing, without walking around, without even eating lunch and nourishing our bodies, and it's no wonder... That when we get home, we are exhausted, stressed, and reaching for junk food to comfort, energize, and relax us. But if instead we move through our days with more intention, intentionally choosing how to move our bodies, intentionally choosing what we will think about ourselves and our bodies, intentionally choosing how we're going to nourish our bodies, we would approach our lives more purposefully and proactively in a way that better serves us. Number three is managing your thoughts. And this is an area of our lives where we tend to be, again, more reactive. We have a thought. We assume it's fact because we thought it. And now we're going to react immediately to that thought with both an emotion and a behavior that doesn't serve us. So for example, you wake up and your pants are more snug, and immediately your brain starts spinning with thoughts of how you've let yourself go, and you'll never get a handle on your weight, so why even try? And then the next thing you know, you're going through the drive through and getting food that you know is not going to make yourself feel any better mentally or physically. So you begin to self-sabotage because you believe the snug pants means something about your worth as a human. So instead of doing that, Try being curious about your thoughts because they're choices and their opinions they're not facts. Why do you think them? What are you saying to yourself about your body that may not be true, but instead might be something you'd been socialized to believe? What is the purpose of your body? What makes it beautiful? What makes a body healthy? And the last to create better body image is processing emotions. Again, Thoughts create emotions. But many of us have never been taught how to process emotions. We've been taught to stuff them down, especially the negative ones, because our culture is all about positive vibes only. And if you're a woman, you don't want to be seen as hysterical or dramatic. Negative emotions, though, are our best teachers. If I wake up and I don't like what I see in the mirror and I feel disappointed, that's an opportunity to pause and dig into the thoughts I'm having that are causing this feeling of disappointment. Is it because I believe, for example, a bloated belly is a bad belly? Why would I believe that? Who taught me to think that? Feeling into these emotions, letting them be there, realizing that they're just vibrations in the body, allows those emotions to flow through and out of us instead of getting energetically stuck and compounding with other negative emotions. So I, I really hope that this helps. Again, the four major aspects of creating better body image are body trust, intention setting, managing thoughts, and processing emotions. And if this was helpful to you, if you want to dive in deeper into these and work on these on a more individual level, then I invite you to book a free 15-minute discovery call with me to discuss Defy the Diet, which is my signature intuitive eating coaching program. It is 10 weeks long. I offer it four times a year for every season. um, And we have a really great time. It blends Mindset work, intuitive eating, private coaching, group coaching, so many resources. It is it is a, an all-in-one program that is super transformative for all of my clients, and it really helps dig into each of these four things to give you a rock-solid body image, no matter where your body lands as an intuitive eater. So if you're interested in just having a no-pressure chat with me, you can go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com slash discover. That's freedomwithfoodandfitness.com slash discover. So that is it for today's episode. Seriously, of all the podcasts you can be listening to, I'm so honored that you took the time to listen to mine. I'm also so proud of you for taking this small step forward toward food and body freedom. If you like what you hear and you want to work with me as your coach, go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com to schedule a free 15-minute discovery call. That way I can hear your specific needs and set up a game plan for your success. I would also be so, so grateful if you could subscribe, follow, rate, and review this podcast so many more people who need help with dieting, body image, disordered eating, and fitness can find our message of freedom. Until next time. And just in case you forgot, this podcast is solely meant for educational and entertainment purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for the advice of a physician, dietitian, therapist, or other qualified medical professional.